Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. Uh, the show that has, you know, a revolving cast uh, and hopefully an evolving cast. That'll be good. That'll be oh, good. I love at, that. Uh, well, I don't know, because like technically that would mean that like every show, the previous person was like not as good. So I don't know if I actually like what I use there. True. Because like mm-hmm. by by like, let's just say we get to September, we're still rotating the cast. That would mean like the people, the earlier the person was, the worse they did, which I don't think is necessarily the case. So that's just mean. But um, you're saying that Hunty and Relentless here, who we haven't heard yet, are the worst ones um, of all the future ones. So I feel like that's fair to say. Wow, dude. Just <laughs> wow. I, I can't believe you've done this. Um, True. Who's here? It's Relentless. Relentless, say hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm happy to be the second worst behind Hunty. I mean, listen, if if our worst and second worst is Hunting and Relentless, I think we're in very, very good hands. Mm-hmm. Also, if you want to uh, get into the, the the theory behind this, you could argue that Relentless is actually the worst because he was on that half episode earlier, and then Wu is his second and Hunty's third. Wait, wait, wait. Well, according to this theory, Cyan Echo is definitely the worst <laughs> guest we've ever had because it was like way back in December. I don't know. Combo then has to be the worst guest. He was the first oh, guest. Oh, because he was the... Oh! Mm. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> well, listen, if combo is your worst guess, we like you we're the, already so high up. Your your bar for bad is really high. <laughs> um this has been great. All right, let's get into things. Uh so since we last uh heard or talked to all of you, um I suppose Oh yeah, I I love how like we're going over this now, and then I didn't realize that the main thing we're going to talk about. I'm now going to type it in, and you guys are going to be like, "Oh, why is this not, you know, in here previously?" Uh, is the tournament? So we'll we'll get a chance to what? talk about that. This man's is blind. Uh, <laughs> I just you, you just put tournaments like that is not in beginner's all. corner next to ones because one uh, tournament. Come on. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, now I understand why you put ones because it's our own ones tournament as opposed to some other ones tournament. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming together. (laughs) Um, Relentless, I hope you're liking the chaotic energy of this cast. Well, I I just feel like, you know, I'm going to be the worst guest because you guys are sabotaging the very beginning of this episode (laughs) so hard that I'm going to naturally be the worst guest. Welcome to the ASAP (laughs) Weekly Podcast. All right. With all this craziness, uh, I like to just announce that uh, game nights are a thing. JWise has volunteered to host them. Uh, so your Fridays will look like this from three to seven. Wabbits will Ooh. maybe be streaming. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, and then leading right into JWise, who will be uh, hosting some fun games, some chaos, maybe some some threes, some twos. Depends how many people show up. Maybe some drop shot. Who knows? Uh, he'll also be streaming all those. Uh, but it's on our website under the schedule asapweekly.com uh yeah and so it's just cool like we we have someone who is interested um and also miffy has expressed interest as well uh and so what i think we'll be doing is um if jy's has like a week where he cannot uh just you know give give miffy like a heads up couple days and jy's uh will just tell him hey uh can you, can you take over the the the, the fun games the, ga- the in-game night that we'll have on Friday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern time, cool. uh, which for Miffy will be his morning, Saturday morning. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so so that that's really fun. Uh, that's one thing we that we want to get started. 
uh, just kind of have more community kind of set days as opposed to just hoping to find people. Uh, so that will be Friday nights uh, going forward uh, unless, you know, unless I'm told otherwise. <laughs> uh, the second thing uh, I want to mention here is that I'm also thinking about kind of having some kind of watch along, like a dedicated watch along uh, to to kind of on the weekends. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure how I want to do this, but it would be nice maybe for like bigger events. We'll we'll organize like, hey, for this, this, you know, maybe it's like playoff Sunday. Uh we're all like we're all gonna be in like in just just chilling during like the finals or something like that might be fun uh so so that that's essentially all i want to say with that i i don't really have anything more particular to say uh but just that i'm so sad that you didn't say that would be in watch party chat because that's what it's oh for. yes we'll be in watch party. well yes yeah. yeah, sorry i yeah, put we'll so much in work party. into this discord and even the the, the, the other host is like uh oh, no we don't need this we just have to just chill just sitting over here I, crying it's fine listen because like i respected having all the voice channels for the fruit basket this is oh, don't worry, that was, yes. uh but i'm like like we need we don't need to split our voice channels up more because then people are just <laughs> gonna like not see that there's people because i think the best thing is if there's like one or two people the best is like if you have someone try out twos and they're by themselves you're like okay obviously they're looking for someone to play with mm-hmm. right like it's just natural so mm-hmm. uh we'll be yeah we'll be hoping we're trying to make sure that the voice channels, you know, if you see someone in there, you can just hop and join. Uh, and it's cool like that. Um, okay. The last thing, and this is, this is what I like to call a soon TM. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what may or may not be transpiring during this week, but I may or may not have an interview, uh, with a certain, certain team, perhaps. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's, that's, you can, you can do your own guessing. Uh, it should drop sometime later this week, or perhaps I'll tag it at the beginning actually no it, it should probably drop later this week uh because that because the you wouldn't want to do an interview and then have them not do well in the rest of the tournament that's that's all well, i'm giving you hints here if, if you're keeping track uh so i think it'd be best to drop it before the week <laughs> um uh, but yeah, I'm not going to say who, just in case it falls through and all that. Don't want to, don't, don't uh, you know, overdo it. Uh, but that is really kind of where we're at with that. Um, any, any thought? Any, any guesses? I have Labs? no guesses. Do you want hints? We're taking over RV, aren't we? Maybe NRG. <laughs> Maybe NRG. Yeah, NRG has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is called fall host. I'm actually really happy with it with the, the, the fact that team was 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 happy uh, to at least entertain the thought. So I'm I'm very happy. Uh, but I mean, they beat some big hitters. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say, dude. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I really want to say something else, but it would Don't be a it. dead giveaway. Yep, you're gonna so, give it away. Uh, I already know. Stop. Uh, <laughs> We're actually having an interview with Karma's team. <laughs> now that combo is gone, we can finish. Now that combo is gone, we can finally <laughs> reveal our true colors. All right, uh, I have spoken far too long uh, for for this announcement. So let's let's kind of jump into that beginners corner, uh, going over our tournament, which uh, which happened this past weekend. Uh, huge success, uh, relentless. Mm-hmm. First thing I'd like to do is thank you. Uh, second thing, I'd like to say I'm sorry for how much longer it was than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely think that we all kind of assumed it was going to be moderately cl- quicker. I know even when we 
uh, we're planning it out. I was even messaging you like, hey, is there any way for me to get more games out of this? Because it doesn't seem like it's going to be a lot. But then you have to go back and think that, well, it's still a best of five series versus best of three, which is what we've typically done. And so that's going to make it a little bit longer. And then one's typically being higher scoring. And there was some pretty high scoring games there <laughs> and watching all the replays for the case of the stream and all that stuff. So that makes everything a little bit longer. And then we also had the additional aspect of we have to filter players in and out, which takes a little bit longer. So everything adding time made a tournament that we kind of expected to be somewhere in the hour to hour and a half range become a three and a half hour tournament. Uh, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was definitely interesting um but yeah it was it was a long one yeah i i like i i told relentless so uh this is where i exposed myself but i told relentless like hey i'll be driving probably when the tournament's happening so uh i wasn't expecting uh you know to be able to watch it but then i got <laughs> i was able to drive for two hours get back and I'm like oh there's there's the finals going on uh great uh so so i was able to catch the finals there um with uh messy boy Dude, he like he just he just kept scoring, dude. He, he really <laughs> wanted that gold golden boot. Mm-hmm. Um, Relentless. I guess I guess the first thing I'd like to ask about this term is what were like some of your favorite parts? Were were all the captains employing good strategies? That's that's one thing I'd like to ask. Um, I would say that I, I think Messi ended up putting out the best strategy overall mm-hmm. because. He set it up, um, you know, with the way his kind of lined up, it ended up being that the he was up on a team uh, two two to one going into game four. And so mm-hmm. the other team kind of was like a back against the wall. They have to do something because Messi's team's on match point. So they essentially put in their best player. And I think that's what happened to Barry's in the first round is they had to put in Volts, who is an absolute monster in his own right, against Flux and... Uh, and so Volts come, comes out, beats Oh, beats you, got, Flux. you got Flux and Messi, dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's going to be a tough team no matter what. Uh, but, I mean, I think their entire team was pretty well-versed well, well versed and stuff, pretty well-skilled, some more than others, obviously, in ones. But um, So that came out. So you have Volts versus Flux, and Volts, Volts handles it and is able to take a pretty decisive victory in that one. But that was that was their best player. That was their kind of sure shot there. And so you come out, and then Messi's sitting in the wings – like a 1700 GC and threes and, and definitely a very capable ones player as we saw. And he's just sitting back there and they end up, you know, Barry's have put in hypno who, you know, he was trying, but unfortunately I don't think, I mean, outside of volts or even maybe flux, like I don't think a lot of us are going to have a lot of one success against Messi. So, um, mm-hmm. it was unfortunate that Barry for, for the first round, that's what he had to experience was going up against Messi. But I think that ends up being, the best strategy is you have your best player for last, which I think what a lot of teams wanted to do. They just didn't necessarily have the top five depth that, um, the potatoes were able to put on the board. So, um, so that was really good that the strategy that came out from them, but I think it was a really exciting tournament either way. Uh, wow. how did you feel the tournament on, on your side of things from watching and, uh, cough, cough participating? <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun to watch. Um, a hundred percent of the way, like, gotta say it to start with your uh your casting is incredible relentless just gonna throw that out <laughs> um makes everything so much better uh but overall i gotta say like just very very interesting to watch like a whole bunch of ones uh rundowns and like some of the interplay between uh the captains being like okay we'll put this person out now this person out uh against this player and stuff like that 
And I think my favorite game, um, or at least setting up the game, was uh, the Melons, or who was it? I think it was the Berries? No. Yeah, the Berries baiting, or the Lemons, sorry, baiting out um, Hunty with Tyson Eyewalker for the the brother battle. Um, Ooh, ooh, I love it. It was amazing, and there was context there, and there was a little, uh, it was was so, so fun. And then, you know, they're they're brothers, so they play together a lot, and they know each other uh, really well in each other's play styles. And Tyson Eyewalker, he kept Hunty down. Like, it was Mm -hmm. was a close, close game. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he could have beat Hunty too. Like, there was a few open nets, even. Like, I, man, play that again. And I, I don't know that Hunty walks away the victor of that match right. and stuff. Like, it was, it was very, very close and very competitive. And I think that was probably one of the start to finish most competitive matches of the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like the added pressure must have helped. Eh? Like, like there's a, there's like, oh, winning the tournament, but it's like, oh, beating my brother with, <laughs> yep. With the whole, with a VOD, you know, you got to keep that VOD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was amazing. Um, that com- came up uh, a couple times, I think, being like, oh, we're going to try and bait this person out by, by throwing in this person. And it, it was, it was fun every time. I, I loved just like the, um, the intentionality of who we're putting in here. Um, what I, what I found most interesting though, was the melons, um, because the melons team was very, very even across the board, like, mm-hmm. Everybody had hit GC, but either was slightly below or um, on the lower end of GC at the time in like their respective playlists and was somewhere in the mid to high diamonds uh, in once. So it was pretty much the exact same team um, among all five players, but all five of the players had very, very different play styles. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, wow, this is actually a really interesting team. And the moment they see one person go out, they should really think about who they're putting in um, because um Elias knows he's he's the one that uh, actually said this at the beginning of the tournament he knows that he's bad against people who rush down and are just like chasing the ball and doing that he doesn't know really how to really get around it but you look at someone like hunty who is definitely a speedy player someone who's uh, mechanical and can rush down somebody and you uh, should generally know who to put against somebody that's a faster player um so you don't put Elias against a fast player you just put hunty because he's going to outspeed them and probably win there and then you have a lives against a slower player to just outplay and things like that. So very, very fun tournament to watch, knowing <laughs> all the players' uh, play styles um, and everything else is great. Loved it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's good. I, I, I was very happy with how it turned out. Um, did I, I don't remember if I explained how I came up with this idea, but was it, I don't know if either of you watched some of the Johnny Boy uh, tournament like the the country tournament that is kind of similarly mm, no i haven't no no okay um but i for me it was funny because like i i usually used what we used in um uh in karate like uh, we would we do this kind of stuff for fun and it was all in point fighting mm-hmm. uh so i do either of you know what point fighting is before i dive into here um correct me if i'm wrong but it's essentially you're you're trying to gain points through different like you complete whatever whatever strike or whatever move or whatever and it lands and the opponent can't defend it like that gets you points and your goal is to have more points or get to a certain amount of points before your opponent right yes yes but specifically with with point fighting karate it's uh it's almost like tag so like as Mm -hmm. soon as you hit you stop and you reset if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and so the interesting thing about it was that what you do is you do this but you'd only go to one point 
So like oh. in a 10 point match, like the better fighter is going to win every time. Right. But in a one point match, like somebody could sneak one in, you know, mm-hmm. like, like like get uh, hit some part of the body before the other person can. Uh, so that, that's kind of where this came from. So I, I did like that people were using the strategy of kind of when to put in your best fighter. Um, uh, but maybe it's less volatile. Like, I don't know if you saw as many upsets as, as I would have seen when I when I kind of did karate and I, I did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk a little bit about the one strategy, kind of what you guys saw working, not working, uh, stuff maybe you learned when, while watching or respecting the tournament? Uh, maybe you can start with uh, Wabbits on this one and then, then we'll go over to Relentless after. That is actually a very hard question because um, <laughs> ones is just so, so, so chess gamey and there's so much stuff going on that like you can't really keep account of. Um, if you're not like very, very good at ones and you don't really know what you're looking for. Um, so on is for the sake of the podcast. Oh, I'm, I know. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. You know, I'm going to talk. <laughs> I, I love this preamble. Like, oh, it's so difficult to, it is. to find the my, my new details that you have to get better. But let me talk about it because it's I'm a five minute rant on it. <laughs> Time for me to be the expert. This is why yeah, you don't yeah. have to be the expert yourselves. I'm here for you, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the biggest thing was honestly the, the counterplay between play styles, um, where, like I was saying earlier with the, uh, the fast player, while well, you're going to put in hunty instead of a things like that. Um, but if you have this, this counterplay against play styles, um, sometimes you get like, you, you play it wrong or they, uh, have the pick against you. So then you're, you're forced to play a play style that you're not familiar with. Um, and that is something that is very very hard to adapt to in ones especially on the fly in a single game type scenario which is what all this is um and like you can see in the higher levels like single game scenario is never shown because otherwise you wouldn't have people like um fairy peak being at the top or ocala being at the top like they adjust to their their opponents as time goes on um so it's so important to have that extra time, but in this single game scenario, you can kind of cheese out a couple, uh, a couple goals early on, whether it be with kickoff, whether it be with speed, whether it be with like doing some honestly very weird and not one's moves, um, just to bait out your opponent into like thinking, okay, this guy is probably a one's player. There's no way he challenges me if I have the ball in my car and it's a perfectly fine thing. And then you just challenge. It's like, Oh, Oh wait, where, where did this come from? I wasn't ready for that. I was expecting this to be like an actual uh, smart play. So like you were saying earlier with that, um, the the one point thing, it's like you can really, really very easily just win a game because you catch the other person off guard. Um, Yo, I just, I'm thinking about the one point thing. I'm like, maybe not now, but in some future, we should do the same event, except it's the first one to score. Mm. <laughs> I would like that. In goals, dude. I would like no, that. No, in but that's the whole point. Like, it'd be so volatile. That would be so. But that's the thing. Like, that would make be, it fun, interesting. It would be interesting, but it'd just be like, okay, who's good at kickoffs? We're putting you in. Um, but in <laughs> you just get five people who know how to speak kickoff. Right? <laughs> they don't even need to know how to win the ones. Just speak kickoff and hope for the best. That's it. That's it. All right. All right. Keep going. Keep going on on ones. Um, um, but like exactly on that that kickoff thing, you can see um, in the games with Volts, who is an amazing ones player. Like he's a very very good ones player and can and he, he beat down pretty much everybody that he he played against handedly. Um, I don't think he really looked like he was struggling at any point. Um, but in both of the games that he played, 
he went down to O in the first, in the beginning um, mm. on these kickoffs and on some early things that like the opponent wasn't doing or what, that he wasn't expecting or whatever else it might have been. Um, and then he didn't let in a single other goal. So it took those two goals for him to figure it out. It took those two goals for him to adapt. But the moment he adapted, he just destroyed the uh, other player and rolled them, even if they were Grand Champ 1's players. Like it, it was, or I guess uh, champion, whatever uh, the ranks they were, like very high 1's players. And it was just so, so interesting um, to see all that because it was, it was incredible watching that and just the instant adaption and how good he was at doing that because i don't know man do you feel like yeah because i mean this is a sign of of much better players is where (laughs) they can they can kind of take your habits or what you're gonna do and then you know give you some time to kind of play a bit figure you out and then start realizing okay now i have an opportunity to score a goal Mm -hmm. Uh, which is in ones is just so devastating like like we can you can think of all the um once players that do like very fancy things things right mm-hmm. um but we can go back to like uh, ocalan right who literally when when ocala plays ones it's like there's nothing too crazy but when he sees a 50 or an opportunity just takes it right yeah and i i think i think it's it's like just knowing what the person is gonna do and expect to do and as much as people are gonna mind game a lot like there's still some tendencies you have whether you like it or not that that other people can exploit mm-hmm. um so maybe with that i'm gonna pass it off to relentless here um Rylance, did you see any things that, that were very interesting? I don't know how much ones you usually watch. So as a caster, like maybe maybe there's stuff that you're quite not used to in, in twos or threes that you kind of saw in these ones uh, games. Well, well, I think, and and yeah, so especially casting something like this in a playlist that I don't specifically play very often. And I'll watch it occasionally when there's a high-profile enough like tournament that includes it. So, you know, sometimes the Johnny Boy ones or or whatever, just when I see something a little bit higher-profile, um, that's like, hey, this is what people are watching. This is the latest thing in Rocket League. So I'll watch those and then casting this one. Um, the stuff that stood out to me is how ones evolves through the rank because you saw different matchups of people of various ranks and everything. Um, and I think what what I noticed most was essentially it's an evolution of risk assessment and risk management. So um, like when you're seeing the you, you saw you saw players that probably in the threes rank kind of range from the, the platinum to diamond range in threes and so they're obviously going to be a bit lower and stuff in ones but they were a bit more comfortable challenging balls that are challenging opponents and all that stuff because uh like in situations that wouldn't you wouldn't normally challenge if you're a higher level ones player so if someone's on possession and stuff you know and, and they have pretty good control and and you've already got a lot of space and so they have time to make a decision, you wouldn't typically challenge that. You might force them to make a decision, force them to make a move, but you wouldn't actually dive in for a challenge for the most part. You would kind of bait them in. You do a fake challenge. If you if they don't seem to make an adjustment, uh, an adjustment, then maybe you go in for a challenge or something. But I think uh, like as you go up and stuff, that it changes drastically. So we saw a few times in the tournament where people were trying to like air dribble or take something off the wall or go for a ceiling shot or whatever. And then it immediately became, okay, they missed. It went off the backboard and now the other player just is walking it down the field because there's nothing in front of them. And then you see at the higher level play, like I actually specifically remember a goal that Volt scored against Flux that or he like he popped it up from the corner, his own corner, came off the wall and just hit a booming shot because Flux was a little bit too far afield. 
And it's like, there's not a lot of risk there, even if he misses, because he pretty much hit it from his own third and send it all the way downfield. So um, the the big call out for me is kind of figuring out where the risk is, how you can mitigate that risk. So instead of instead of allowing your opponent to dribble it downfield and try and stop them with a 50 on your end, maybe bait them out with a fake challenge or you know, force them to flick or force them to make a decision nearer to the midfield or something like that. And then that kind of mitigates your risk on your own end. Yeah. They might get a big flick, but you're now planning for that big flick and what happens with that and that kind of stuff. And so just like route Wabs was saying, it's a big mind game thing and you kind of have to essentially find out, okay, what am I capable of? What can I see that they're capable of and how do I keep them uncomfortable while keeping myself comfortable? And it's just like a big back and forth like that. And so like while casting, I was like, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on here. I know it just, it's one B one. So it doesn't seem like there's that much, but there's a lot going on to each of these things and such minute details where you may not be reading the play as a whole, but you have to read each individual player so significantly more. Mm-hmm. And I would, this is a great point. Cause I feel like this is where you see having those certain defensive skills, especially that you might not practice in twos and threes. Uh, allows you to play a style that's a little more methodical and slower almost, right? Because mm-hmm. in ones, if you can, you need to be able to both shadow and defend while you're facing the, your net, right? Like while you're, like if there's a if there's a flicker shot and you're shadowing, you have to then be able to make the save, right? As it go, goes towards your net. So it almost, it almost forces players that like, especially if you're playing someone significantly better, you almost are going to become more risky because you know if you give them time to flick, you can't make that save kind of going backwards, right? Um, uh, or like while you're both driving towards your own net, uh, you, you might have more difficulty making that save against like a high rank player. So uh, as risky as it is to challenge early, it might be the right choice because it's like either challenge and miss here or I have a really difficult thing that I'm not very good at uh, waiting me if I give them too much time. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of, you're, you're always kind of playing around those two things. And then the high level players, the idea is the reason, um, that they might not challenge so quickly is because they assume the other person has the skill to beat them. Should they challenge too early? Right. Um, and they know that like trying to bait out them to do something is much more effective and and a little safer than, than just challenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, those are some great things for ones. And I, I think these are like the skills that, um, like we've always talked about, like, I, oh, I, at least I feel like we've talked about risk assessment more in the last couple of weeks. Um, but in ones, I think it's something that you can very clearly define, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I think ones is so good. Because uh, in twos and threes, the more cars that are going on, the more stuff, the more you might not be able to see everything, right? Uh, but a ones, it's literally like assess this one player. So mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, either of you would like to speak to that a bit. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I can start because I was actually just thinking about that as as you were talking about it and the the difference between something like threes and ones and how it, it vastly changes um, the way you look and respond to one player's actions and what what you do with what you know that they're going to do. So if a player gets the ball in his hood and you know that they're going to go for a flick or the ball or the ball's bouncing in front of them and you know they're going to go for a booming clear, how do you respond to that between threes and ones? In threes, the probably the common thing is you you go for potentially a dunk or a 50 or something like that. A lot of times in threes, especially below GC, you're not going to get a lot of players that say, okay, I'm going to fake challenge this, force them to flick it, 
go back, allow my teammate to go for this, what a lot of people are going to do is jump up, try and get a dunk and something like that. And sometimes that's the right play. In ones, that's almost never the right play. But in threes, that can be the right play if you, depending on the specifics of that situation, how close you are, how much time they have to respond and everything like that. So like some of those things become the right play in threes, but are definitely not the right play in ones. And so if you're not comfortable with that, if you're not a player that plays ones, you're going to dive into those because you don't know any better. And then as you learn more, you have to read the current, you know, read the players a bit more. And then you take some of that stuff back to threes. And so you may like naturally then at that point be like, oh, the player's going to boom this. So I'm going to fake challenge. But mm-hmm. sometimes the right play is to go for that 50 or that dunk. And so it's just like a, it's a weird dynamic between the play styles and stuff going from those a twos or a threes type of play style down to a ones because reading those players and what they're going to do and how you immediately react and reflect on those things is, is so vastly different. So I, I think that, um, that's probably like the biggest, biggest difference is how you have to react to those individual play styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I just wanted to mention kind of going off of that a bit is how, um, if anything, ones might give a lot of players that are better or higher up in threes comfort with things they don't usually do, right? Yeah. Um, I think especially in threes, you can get away with a lot more riskier challenges in fifties, uh, especially if you're the, the farthest person up, right? Um, while ones that those things get punished. So I think I think that ones definitely kind of forces you like especially if if you're trying to get better to not always do that challenge which i think a lot of players especially kind of that that platinum high platinum low diamond level will do right if they see that challenge they'll just go for it no matter what uh which which uh, you know maybe having that comfort to be like oh no like me challenging this and being way up position is not the right play here (laughs) (laughs) this is something that uh like what i'll say to this is that ones is how you get third man practice is what i'll say um and that's what you like i think you mean by the uh practice of things that you're not you don't do a lot in threes but is actually super useful um because well, like shadow defense or, or def- like like making saves mm-hmm. kind of awkward saves right yeah and that's what i mean by being the third man like you're the last yeah. man no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so this scenario specifically that you guys are talking about where like you're the one man and you're challenging a ball um a lot of the reason that at least I will do this um, and just challenge a ball, jump over it, whatever. I don't really care if I hit the ball. I just want to get the ball away, right? And the reason is because I know that where I'm going to land is somewhere that's going to open up a further, like in the next couple seconds, um, a three's aggressive play for our team. So it's actually... Even if you miss the fact that you're on the wall ready to receive a pass, also not necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's not that it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's where I want to be. So oh, so you're going to be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's me putting, uh, doing something with my car, forcing something from the opponent that's good for my teammates defensively, and then putting myself into an aggressive spot so that we can get a breakout uh, happening. And that's what I want to do there with that um, aggressive positioning and things like that. Otherwise, I would like if I'm the two man or the three man. More importantly, what I'll do is I'll fake challenge, turn around, start shadow, because this is exactly what you have to do. You can't just dive in if you're third man. Otherwise, it's an open goal. And with ones, you're always third man. You're always the last man back. So you can never just dive in um, unless it's a, a mind game, unless it's a bait, unless it's whatever else, right? So that's that's where it comes in. You really have to consider, uh, well, first off, ones to be incredibly helpful for your threes play. <laughs> it's just that everybody knows that we've said it so many times. Um, but 
two, your your threes play, if your last man is is you just making time and being like, okay, this w- has to slow down, and I'm going to slow it down by playing once. Mm. And yeah, that- I feel like like just that stalling, like as a as a as a third man, like the ability to just kind of slow down the play because you know your teammates have to get back. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something you can practice in ones as well. Yeah, I find that super common in ones, um, just because it's such a slow slow game, and it also like slowing down doesn't necessarily mean um, forcing a slow dribble and things like that. It could mean that the person has full control over the ball at full speed coming at you ready for a flick like that's very dangerous but it's a possible scenario generally in higher levels um and you still being there as last man in a shadow position um your ones play will actually help us because now you're ready for that backward save right where you're they might boom it to the top left while you're on the right okay you're ready for that shadow defense save where you just hit it off the corner and that's still you wasting time because yes, you're getting the save, but it's time for your teammates to rotate back, and that's what you want to be doing as the the third man, and that's why ones is so so useful. <laughs> I feel as well. There's like a lot of things that you wouldn't naturally do in threes, especially if you're really trying to focus on rotations. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think in ones, you'll well, this this is definitely the case. But like in ones, you'll definitely back up more than you would in any other game mode, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I imagine. Uh, there, there are certain situations that just allow you for that, allow you to actually be like, okay, I'm going to back up like very slightly and then I'm going to go forward. Um, where in threes, I think especially trying to keep rotations, you're almost like always going forward. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. So so there's like very minute, like little backup or little little kind of uh, turn here or there uh, that's like different and weird that can still work in threes, especially if you're defensive, right? And if you can position yourself between the ball and the net. Um, that you might not think of doing because you're always thinking of just okay go back post right now but you going back post at that moment might literally just free them up to a free shot on your net so it's like those kind of things that um you know always focusing on having your car between uh yourself and the net that's also very much practiced in ones that you might not think about as well like you you might think about more uh sorry you might have to use in threes but you don't necessarily think about it right Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, realize anything last on the topic or are we ready to move on here? Um, I mean, I would say for, for those, I know, I know we do the comparison between ones and threes, but I think the, the most practical application, obviously as that third man, um, uh, in threes is the practical application of one style gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think the most like straight over transition to that is going to be how you play in twos typically, Yes, um, mm-hmm. is, you're either perpetually one man or perpetually third man. There's, there's no, there's no <laughs> middle ground of that for the most part. You're either like, okay, I'm supporting my teammate as a third man, which means I can't overcommit in a way that they counterattack too quickly, but I also have to be up there as a supporting player. So, you know, unless you have a teammate that's going to be able to, you know, consistently beat two other players on the field, then you're going to have a tougher time and, and all of that. And then you, how you shadow defense, how you stall and delay. So your teammate can get back. Like it all is pretty interchangeable in twos more so than threes, but I think it all kind of has its place. And I'd say when you are playing, when you're going from one to three, then I think that the important thing to keep in mind is that understanding what your role is in each position of the field. So that you don't get it mixed up. Cause I've done it even myself where I play a, you know, a chunk of ones. I'll play for like 20, 30 minutes even, which is only like, four or five games but 
I'll play for that long. And then I go and I play threes and I find myself as first man being a lot more passive than I realistically should be because I've built that in very recently of like, okay, like I got to make sure I don't get flicked over or whatever, but no, sometimes you have to be a bit more aggressive and those kind of things. So, um, you know, if you're looking for the application of those one skills that you're trying to develop, you know, like I know, you know, you talk about slow play dribbling it and that kind of stuff, but maintaining control at, at high speeds essentially is, is what the slow play translates to. But, um, if you're looking to apply those to a more team atmosphere than twos might be the more, more beneficial application. Yeah. And, and I'll say, uh, to that point as well. Um, sometimes when you're like, Oh yeah, sorry. This is really all I want to say is, uh, if you're going to practice ones, don't, don't like the day that you're grinding ones isn't the day you should necessarily be grinding threes. I feel, uh, for those of you who are trying to use the threes, maybe in two, definitely in twos, actually, I think you could like be playing both. Uh, but there's, I feel like there's definitely like a mind switch you have to do if you're going from threes to ones. So I wouldn't necessarily like grind ones all day in the morning and then be like, yo, let's, let's, uh, grind threes in the evening. And then you're like, you're, you don't even know what a rotation is anymore. Right. Cause you played that <laughs> much ones beforehand. So, uh, that's my one warning to you is like, definitely play the game mode, but know you're, you're working other skills when you're doing it. Uh, so it might take some, some kind of mental adjustment before you're able to kind of play the other game modes as well. Um, mm-hmm. although that being said, you know, do whatever you want. You <laughs> um, okay. I think this is good on this topic. I hope you guys learned something. Uh, definitely. I, I've, I've myself been playing more ones. So I hit platinum one oh, and ones. Nice. Uh, I think I did say that last week, maybe, or at least I told Wabbit. So I don't really know if that's like, at this point, I don't know if I'm talking to Wabbit's on the podcast, off the podcast. I, I don't know. Um, on the Robin Kyle show, who knows? You know, it could be any <laughs> any of those things. Uh, but yeah, so I hit Pyle and I'm playing a little more of them uh, from time to time. Uh, and so I hope uh, that you learned something. Uh, this week in Rocket League, uh, I'll start with myself. Uh, I was recognized twice in game, which is really cool. Um, and I was also telling some people in the call when the first time they recognized me, it's like, if you ever see me in game and you want to give yourself an instant advantage, just like type in something about the podcast and like <laughs> it, immediately I'm just like, I'm thinking about like, Oh, what's a nice message I can send you instead of focusing <laughs> on the game. So, uh, there you go. Uh, that, that's been kind of cool. Uh, I don't know whether it's more the fact that I'm playing kind of closer to the C2 level where, where maybe more podcast listeners are, or if, you know, we're growing, who knows? Could be both. Could be neither. Could be either. Uh, any any of those is possible. Um, but that's kind of a big thing for me this week. Uh, maybe I'll start with uh, Relentless here. How was your week in Rocket League? What were you up to? Uh, my, Aside from the tournament. <laughs> outside of the tournament, my week in Rocket League, it started off on such a good high. And then I've crashed down super hard. Uh, I went from mid-1300s to 1510 in about about three to four days. Um, and it was really great. Cause I like, I, I solo queued for a chunk of that. Like I solo queued up to about 14, 15 or so. And then I played with somebody to get to myself up to about 1440. And then I solo queued a bit to get to like 1470. And then I played with people and I got myself up to 1510. So one game away. And, uh, when I was one game away, we had to play a team of like GCs or not, well, obviously GCs, but, um, like 1600 plus GCs and stuff. And, and they kind of wiped the floor with us pretty easily enough. 
And then so I'm, I go back down and then I win a game, go back up. And so I won a game away and just back and forth for about four or five games and then slowly dropped down. And now I'm about mid 1300s again. So I rode the high and it was a short lived one, but it felt so, so nice. And then I slumped back down really hard. Um, but I think I'm going to make one more efforted push essentially to GC. I don't know how much time is actually left in the, uh, the ranked season. But I'm going to essentially try and make one more efforted push to GC before I give up completely and just focus on training for the rest of the thing and push towards those GC caliber uh, MMRs next season. Um, but my, my week in Rocket League has been in a, a flurry of emotions. <laughs> uh, that's that's one big thing I'll say is uh, I feel like there's definitely a feeling of like everyone's just kind of waiting for the next season. So if you hit the rank you've wanted to hit, now's probably the best time you should be training. <laughs> Uh, if you know you're not you don't really want to push because uh, it's like it's almost like well i don't even know if i can get to a rank higher that's gonna give me any rewards or anything um but i know i could definitely fall back down platinum and that's not gonna be fair, <laughs> so it's, it's definitely the uh the training time uh wow it's how was your week uh my week has been i don't know pretty okay it was actually a lot of ones at the start or i guess over the weekend because you know i played in that one uh one game of our tournament but then I ended up going off into the uh, JWISE's tournament that happened just after our tournament and uh, played with allies um, and then played against Bolts twice and some other people. Um, and the the game with allies was like super close. It was amazing. And I need to play with him more because so much fun. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> we have a very similar play style and it just feels so ones and it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's an actual chess match. Um, and then I've, that's Eliza's style too. Like, you is. know, Eliza, you're not going to get that randomness. It's no. like everything he's doing is calculated. So it's like, I, I love those mind games. It's fun stuff. It's perfect. Cause like I said, I have a very similar style and it's like, neither of us are good at dealing with people who are chasey, but when you play with somebody who's like the same style as you, it's, it's just who plays better on the day. And it's great. Can I just say though, hold on, like <laughs> mm-hmm. just a second, just cause you're not good at the style. Don't whine when someone does turn around and hit the ball from you. All oh right? yeah. I'll, I'll always in our mad. show match. I remember specifically, you're like, what are you doing? Like you were mad, dude. You were no, I'm, I'm, over, I'm actually here, but, but, uh, it is funny that some people like, cause it almost, uh, I don't think you can get mad at how someone else's plays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's there's styles that I think you can get a lot higher with, but there's a lot of styles that are like they're passable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're you're not gonna you probably won't be consistent in the long run with those styles, but they can allow you to be players that are probably a lot better that one skill set is yes is, i don't know if that makes sense but a hundred percent like um i was actually thinking about this uh i think earlier in the podcast um where currently i'm sitting around like diamond one diamond two and it's entirely an area where either people are very very much ones players and i'll generally beat them or they're just like monkeying and hitting the ball and being like i'm just i'm just hitting it i don't even care where i am just hitting the ball and then i lose and i'm like i don't know how to beat this (laughs) and it's so weird but it's it's just like a cheesy way to win um but it's a way to win and it works up until i think the diamond two uh area or at least for those players um because you will find players i know how to beat it as you uh go up but then some people get better at it as you go up as well so who actually knows if that ever stops um 
or well because then you get people like cruncho which like i don't know how much lungs cruncho plays but he's still beat us all mechanically like he just yeah. find ways to, yeah you know like <laughs> and that was kind of funny with uh when i was playing with volts me and him were just like um talking through the thing because like you know we're relatively close and we can talk um but as we were as we were playing we were just like talking about it and then he mentioned uh the person who sent him down um down into losers uh to face me the second time and what what he ended up uh or doing was like or we were just talking about that game right and um i was like he he was super beatable for one just gonna say it um because like he just he just was very beatable he was very easy to read in all of his things um and Mm -hmm. I found that Fultz was also very, very beatable. Um, and the reason that he was beatable was because he was doing, again, the same, like, very similar things uh, time and time again. And it was just like, okay, if I just do this, then it'll it'll happen. The problem was I wasn't able to mechanically do the thing that <laughs> I, I needed to every time. So I would get scored on a lot because it was like, oh, I need to do this. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, I just got beat. <laughs> um, but And, and that's uh, – it's crazy that you bring this up because uh, I was in uh, – shout out to uh, – Kissy from Flow State, right? I was in a stream. He was streaming last week, and he was saying like he has like a theory, like okay, like he's trying to be like okay, how can I apply chess to like the game? And and I think there's definitely benefits to like trying to being like okay, these people are here, so I should be here, like that kind of stuff, right? But the the hardest part is like in chess your ability to do move is always like you can always move the chess piece the way it's supposed to move in every, in every movement. And I was thinking about that, which is like in this situation, you, you know what the right thing to do is right. But if you can't mechanically execute it, that doesn't mean that it's a possible move you can do in the game. Yeah. <laughs> like it, that, that's always a big thing, right? There's, there's, there's one thing is like the strategy and then the kind of the, the thought of like, this is a thing I should be doing. Uh, and then there's, can I actually execute that thing? You know, so yep. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's the uh, the two coins you always have to get better at. And you game. have to understand what you can do and where the position that you should be based on what you can do is. Yes, yes. <laughs> so in theory, really, like all the all the stuff you learn and get better at, all it does is expand the amount of possible things that can be done. Yes. Um, but like, you know going back to fighting just for a second, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, a lot of the best people have like four or five tools that they just use very well as opposed to like 500, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's that that thing too, right? Like, you know, you can learn every flip reset, musty double touch in the world. Um, but a lot of the times a double touch will do the trick, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so so it's, it's, it's uh, definitely important to, to hone particular skills um you know th- there's definitely there's definitely some merit to being like okay i don't have to learn every single thing uh at the same time you know if you have the time like i'm not stopping you because it gives you more options right mm-hmm. um and then it's up to you to experiment kind of which ones work for you best mm-hmm. um all right i think we're good for that quickly, uh, quickly we're gonna interrupt you though oh, uh one more thing sure, from my sure. week in rocket league i talked about the flurry of emotions that i was going through yes, riding yes. the high dealing with the lows the other flurry of emotions i was going through is having to make that combo video 
Uh, he, uh, the good, the goodbye combo video was definitely a flurry of emotions in itself. Cause I went back and got to re-listen to some of the early shows, um, because I was trying to find good audio clips of the introduction of combo and how, uh, how he came to be on the podcast and, and how he evolved and everything like that. So I went back and listened to those. So those were a little bit tear jerking, listening to uh, everyone's, everyone's voice of, of how much they are going to miss and appreciate what he's done for the community and all that stuff. So that was really tough. And it, man, it was, it was a lot, there was a lot to it where, um, and I called out in the stream, but I want to make sure I, I send this out to everyone that couldn't watch the stream is that, I got so many videos and some of them were so long. I could not possibly include everything. It was not, not in the possible realm when I'm getting like two minute videos on a five minute video. So, <laughs> um, but I, I just, you know, if, if he goes back and he listens to any of this and stuff then just know that there, there were, you know, literally a dozen or more people submitting audio or video in to, to just, you know, let him know the appreciation and stuff like that. So having to listen to all those and, and work them in and everything, it was, it was an emotional experience, but um, obviously well worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that video, but th- thanks for bringing this up. It's a great point. Uh, that video, by the way, will uh, it's on Relentless's YouTube channel, but we'll also have it in announcements uh, later on this week as well uh, so that everyone can uh, see it, kind of kind of watch it. Uh, Relentless put a lot of work into it, uh, so we thank him. And, man, I, yeah, yeah, it was just, it's, uh, it's what it is. uh it is what it is uh with that um let's move on uh so i you know there's gonna be uh like a 10 minute thing at the end of this uh where utter confusion and chaos before the show uh that i'm probably gonna tag on but uh i'd like to tell you relentless that i figured out what the monstrosity of the infographic was. All right. So uh, we're going to move into esports here. Okay. Uh, So uh, if you go to this Liquipedia page for the regional event one for RLCSX, right? The European regional event that happened this weekend, uh, which you're probably watching because there's like a 1.140,000 people watching. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, So, they're on the right side in upcoming matches. There's the worst infographic. It is like barf. It is it's, just barf looking at it. It's not the worst. Um, you just had a hard time. Uh, so, and I like to say, and then you scroll down and you go to stage one. All right. And Liquipedia does, as always does it better. So <laughs> Liquipedia, if, if you take look at that graphic and then scroll down a little bit under where all the teams are, there's a Liquipedia group A. All right. And every round that is shown in that, you know, terrible, terrible graphic is literally right there. Uh, and all it is really is you have five rounds. You have to get three wins. Like that is the format of stage one. Like that's it. Oh, my right? goodness. And, and then you're looking at this atrocity, <laughs> atrocity. Um, sorry, I, I'm really like don't, hyping, but like, don't be mad that like, you couldn't read it, man. <laughs> I listen, listen, I like, I, I know Wabbits gets mad at me at times. I'm like, you know, minimalism, minimalism and like keeping it clean and stuff. But like, this is the reason. All right. Cause then, then I see stuff like this. Right. And I'm just like, I can't like, this is just information that isn't helpful. So yeah, uh, basically we had, um, we had a great, great games. Great thing. It was Swiss. So you didn't, instead of having like a, um, a a how do you call it upper and lower uh, bracket very set yeah bracket it was like 
all right, you win, you play against another team that wins until you have three games won. If you you pretty much play the team that has the same record as you in Swiss, mm-hmm. right? Until you either get three wins or you lose three times. Oh, um, cool. That is the simple format. It is very simple. If you're a team playing in this tournament, it's very simple. You're just like, all right, they'll give me the team, and I just have to. We just have to win three of these five games. <laughs> uh like but it. if you lose the first three you're out right so that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the difference uh it's it's essentially just a best of five right if you think about it mm-hmm. just with different teams a best it's of a five. best of five in a best of five you got best <laughs> of fives within be- a best of five uh best of five bracket essentially oh, um God. so yeah wow do you have something to say to this now that's ex- okay that makes so much more sense for one <laughs> <laughs> like that just is perfect but that best of five in a best of five reminded me of our tournament again where people were like, you know what we should have done? We should have had every single every match single player be a best of five. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then it's oh, just going to be an eight-hour tournament. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's longer, probably. i got to call off work tomorrow because I can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this, this format makes so much more sense now. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. So, yeah. So big, big things kind of going out of this, I guess there's definitely some notable things that we have to go into. Um, first things first, RV still RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they were not, I almost feel like they didn't have to play at the level like that. They're usually at, like it almost felt like some of these teams, they were like playing at like maybe 80%, 70% and still just winning everything. Oh yeah, um, um, they they went up against. Uh, I think it was against um, when they were going against Solary. Uh, Solary, yeah. yeah they, so they were playing them, and even the uh, the casters and stuff were calling out like they do not look fluid, they do not look comfortable. And this was after they already swept another team in an earlier round. So it's like they had their warm up. They're playing against Solary, and they just they were kind of all over the place. Um, but they they lost one game out of that and then just absolutely dominated the other games without playing the highest level that they can play. So it was, it was pretty impressive the way they were able to just kind of walk over some of the competition. Cause again, remember with the way the bracket works, they were only playing other teams that won because every time they won, they went into the winner's bracket into the next round. And, and so let's, let's be honest here. I think RV got pretty lucky with the teams that won the first and second rounds at times. Yeah. Uh, for like for a team like RV to be, I mean, there was okay. There were some better. I'm, it's yeah. I guess they did win teams that also went through. So never mind. I'm gonna. I take back what I said. Maybe they weren't as established teams. As I, I think the only callouts they didn't have to play Singularity or Barcelona is pretty much the only callouts, and that's yes. And that's yes. you know that's because Singularity lost to uh, the team that uh, RV had to play in round three. So if Singularity had won that, then they would have had to play Singularity going forward. But you know, they they beat the they beat the team that swept Singularity. So. You know that there's that yeah there's that and then speaking of barcelona they look really strong yeah. uh to be to be fair it's i don't know about you but this this just seems so much different from what rlcs looked like last season like i don't know about mm-hmm. like i i know i know that a lot of the players were playing under the different team names like i understand that but like looking at like the the team names that are just so different from what you'd expect <laughs> uh is is a big thing um yeah barcelona also making it through without trouble team Singularity, top logs sorry triple trouble monkeys i guess the big one here uh i would say is team liquid not being able to qualify 
they got beat out by the monkeys in the uh, last game um, who had Ixo. So that was the team with Ixo on it. Uh, Min and Taz and Ixo. Uh, the monkeys making it through beating over team liquid are we kind of surprised or, or did, did we kind of expect that there would be some stronger teams against team liquid remember team liquid is the former flip side form you know the, no. the cuckster's speed fruity team yes <laughs> this is um, go I, ahead webs yeah um i'm just so so confused even looking at uh like clicking on the team names and uh looking back on the weekend and like i know so few of these names and I'm just thinking, like, have I been gone from EU for, like, six months? <laughs> you haven't. There's only, like, maybe six teams well, that you should recognize. Remember all so the other teams, the different teams that are no longer in existence, Reciprocity, Mouse, some of those that no longer even exist. So that's where you have a bunch of new teams. I'm not even talking about team names, though. I'm talking about player names. Mm. There's just so many players that I don't recognize. And I'm just looking at this like, how are all of these people here? <laughs> but it's a shakeup. Like literally by introducing the system, they've been like, everyone's at ground zero. You have to earn your keep. Yeah. You're not, you're not like I'm sure that, that like this has been the 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 light for a lot of bubble teams, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm sure there are some RLRS teams um that like you know, I, I, we joked about Karma earlier, but like there are some teams that are definitely teams that can be a middle of the pack RLCS team, but they're just you know one 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 win in the season away from making like being able to to, yeah. to play in the RLCS, right? Mm-hmm. Like it all came down to that one thing, and now because it's a more even playing field, there's a whole bunch of other teams, especially new ones. It's like if you are a bubble team, like this is your time to break through that bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Burst that bubble, shall we say? Uh, make it through. So uh, that's what I think it is too, right? Like. A lot of the established teams disappeared or changed teams. A lot of new teams being formed, uh, and then this is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking about Group A for a while. Let me let me move to Group B. Just just <laughs> um, so uh, there. This was the group that really um, ha- had, I think, the most upsets. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of crazy things going on. Yeah. Uh, let, let's start with Dig. Um, Dig looks solid, you know, despite. Despite the fact that uh, once again this is the Dignitas team that has the new player, right? Uh, has um, hold on, I'm just gonna get the name. Joris, right? Joris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Joris. Not Jesse, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> well, he, so so kinda. Joris. Um, and they did not play like you know an RV or, or a Barcelona or even Oxygen, who we'll get to later. Uh, <laughs> uh but you know they 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 got their three wins and then they call it a day right um they had a tough time against magnifico which is actually greasy meister's team so that's that's kind of cool mm-hmm. um but yeah they they make it through at the top of that table uh along with team bds who is we saw in the most recent like if you're looking at results this was the team that i feel like has has been performing in these like community tournaments recently eh? um so so they're also making it through uh they beat most notably the last game they pl- played was against the uh, scrub killer nolly mm-hmm. uh Tho team so that, that was a big one uh, anything about that. these two teams i'm excited to see the the guild esports the scrub killer nolly Tho team actually make it into top eight yeah they they squeaked by yeah. um they did but 
Well, they, they squeaked by as far as overall record, but they, I mean, in, in their final game against uh, Glory for Builders, I mean, the games were kind of close, but they were not like, it really didn't feel like Guild was up against their, you know, back against the wall or anything in any of those games. <clears throat> Do you guys feel like Scrub Clear is going to take some time before he becomes a like a world contender yes. again? Because I, I think he's above average, like he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I mentioned this last week, and I think Scrub uh, needs some time to mold with the team before he becomes top contender again. Yeah. So I think it'll take some time. I think Scrub needs an older, more set player, um, not like older in age, but older in the scene, and like actually being part of the part of the scene, um, and like just to to make the team work, to get the team chemistry work, and being like like you know the turbo, the K up the the person who's been around who knows what to do uh, knows how to set up a team knows how to do all that and i think he needs that right now he might become that in the next couple of years but we, we have to wait to see that well, i think i think he the I, good thing is hmm? oh, I, say, I, I think he needs like a counterpart that i that he has like a true respect for their playability and play style it's not mm-hmm. just that he's playing with a team that hey we put this together maybe it could, something can happen but i think he needs like a a player to play with that he doesn't feel like he feels like as an equal, you know, carrier of the team and that it's not like scrubs Ooh. carrying the team and, you know, he's got to carry these players and, and try and get the best out of them while playing his best where it's okay. Hey, we, we both have equal stake in what's happening here. And so I, th- I think he just needs someone where he has a mutual respect with each other for, I could see that. Would you, would you say he has a respect for the co-owner of his team? Uh, David Beckham, uh, <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah, no, I was also going to say they have Gregan as their coach, which is also very promising to have a notable coach mm-hmm. uh, on your side. So Greg is coach. Uh, yes, that's right. The David Beckham, uh, uh, you know, very British team. So, so you know, <laughs> that is true. Brits out there. Woo. This is your team. They might as well just stamp, you know, stamp that flag on, <laughs> on the team logo. Uh, yeah, but this is definitely a team where that I feel we'll have to watch out for, uh, you know, not only throw definitely in the last season, definitely stood out. They had some crazy plays, even though like that, that old, they were the old team secondary singularity roster. Um, uh, even though they are not with Godsmill anymore. Right. Um, they, 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 they do, they did stick out. They had some things. So these are all exciting players that I'm, that I'm very, uh, that we have to watch out for, mm-hmm. uh, last, this is probably, if, if, if it's okay with you two, this is probably the last thing that we'll mention when it comes to the uh, the games this weekend. By the way, I, I actually really like this format because it instead of trying to follow every single game, you can just kind of hop in and see if there's a team you want to watch or not, and then you can just call it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel the need to, to see everything until, like, the very end. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing squad streaming and stuff with it too. They were so like there was a game on, and I, I don't, I didn't know either team that was playing. But then I went over to the other game, and it was like Barcelona versus somebody. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I know Barcelona, so I'll go watch that one. So they were you know, they were squad streaming it, and so it just kind of made it the ability to find a game that I was gonna like versus just like, hey, maybe these guys will pop off, but I don't recognize even the team name or player name. So you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't want to watch that one as much as finding a notable player to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm so All happy right. that they did that. They added yes. extra streams. Oh no! Like I, I, as much as I love to have uh, 50 hours of Rocket League on one stream, <laughs> uh, this is probably the way to do it. Yeah. Um. All right. This is the big, the big thing that happened was 
Oxygen Esports did not make it through. And I do, do remember saying recently that I thought Oxygen was top two mm-hmm. uh, Europe. Uh, but they, you know, they did not, they were not able to beat Magnifico, who are, who I feel like is a dark horse going forward, uh, and Giants Gaming, who have uh, all the Spaniards. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Spain is secretly becoming a Rocket League superpower. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but, but the big one, all right, is at the end. You know, it was between them and Stormtroopers, and Stormtroopers were able to beat Oxygen Esports 3 1. Uh, it seemed like Oxygen Esports just could not get their offense going. I don't know if either of you watched this series. I did. Oh, uh, yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, because I was actually watching, Stor- I, I saw Stormtroopers versus Dignitas originally. And, you know, I know Dignitas swept them, but it was a, it was 1 0 in the first game, 1 0 in the second game, and 3 1 in the third game. So it was like super close. And, I think game one they they beat them because of a like a very like unfortunate mistake by one of the like bipolar on stormtroopers and in game two a mistake I can overcommit from uh, apparently Jack and then so like it was such a close game that could have gone either way for either of those so Dignitas could have been pushed a bit more by them and so I watched that and I was like super intrigued by the way stormtroopers was playing and so I followed all of their games throughout the uh, throughout the tournament and then they played up against Oxygen and. Like they made oxygen look amateur. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that's the best way to put it. Like, and I think it was just oxygen having an off series, but oxygen couldn't move up the field. The only like notable goal that they scored was Astral doing like a full field air dribble into a double touch off the side of the goal. Like it was crazy that he did that, but that was like the only notable goal, the goal they scored. They were making um, bad mechanical mistakes on defense. They weren't really passing much or pushing the ball up the field very effectively. So um and even Shasset came out on Twitter after and says like I played really bad and he did hmm. but um they they like as a team they were not they didn't look very fluid or very like with a lot of chemistry or anything like that Were these games uh all one day or two days I can't figure out if group A was Saturday or sh- Sunday or No no the they the later rounds were were uh it was the two on Sunday Okay yeah. okay Hmm. um yeah no this this was a definitely like if there's a series to go watch like go see oxygen esports just crumble which is crazy because this was definitely the most hyped team and they're just no longer in this regional event although remember there is three regional events like this mm-hmm. is this is not uh it's not the end of oxygen <laughs> yeah this is so interesting because it's not like it's 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 not quite the uh what I was expecting from RLCSX, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's like it's it's just like a tournament. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> I, yep. I I wasn't expecting it, but I kind of like it. Like, I love the way they've done it. Um, uh, sorry, before uh, I, I, before we kind of, I feel like I'm already ready to kind of move on, even though it, <laughs> I'd like to talk about this more. But but uh, it's a great series. Go watch it. Great upset. Uh, Oxygen. I don't know what's up, but I want to say. And this is great. Actually, I have a quote from Sea of the Base, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Stormtroopers is a terrible name for a team. Uh, it is common knowledge that Stormtroopers can't sh- shoot worth a crap, uh, which. <laughs> yeah, go watch the series in Dignitas. They prove it right in that one. No, no, no. Oh, I guess in the Dignitas series. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought that was hilarious because like choosing a name after uh, you know, <laughs> Star Wars 
but anyway, that's great. That's still my. Uh, that's gonna be my team going in this in this term. I want to see them dark horse win it. I think I'm gonna root for stormtroopers for this uh, this round of things. I'll, yeah, no this this will be very exciting. Uh, do you have anything more there to add, Wabbits? Not really. I'm still trying to figure out if there are any teams with notable players that I know. <laughs> I can guarantee if you went down, like you go to the stage two. By the way, so the top eight teams, the teams that had those three wins uh, from the 16 teams in each group, you take eight from one group, eight, for, eight, eight from group A, eight from group B, that's your stage two. So just the mm-hmm. same format, except taking the top eight teams from those two groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, they're going to have to win three out of five games and as jer put it and this is actually something about the format it's like how can you argue if you lose three out of five games yeah you know what i mean yeah like how can you argue that you were screwed over if you can't win three three out of five like you it's not like you had diverse teams and you're playing teams that have the same record you as the as the standings go on you know like (laughs) (laughs) like this is kind of a perfect setup (laughs) it it is it is definitely allowing better teams to do to, to, to test themselves mm-hmm. and it's like as much as you want to argue about oh uh you know they played worse teams or whatever right if that worst team has won two games and now you're playing them in round three like you know yeah. like that team still had to beat a two other pretty really good teams so i like the format well and I, I mean i think it and it goes to show and stuff like when you have a team like oxygen that wasn't able to walk through yeah yeah rv and dignitas and stuff swept and that, that's kind of expected but oxygen had a little I bit of trouble so maybe the talent level up, is dude. like maybe it's a little bit more balanced because like na doesn't feel as balanced but maybe eu is a bit more balanced top to bottom mm. than na so you get a little bit more competition so really it could be on any weekend you know when you're looking at seeds three through eight it really could be essentially anybody you know what it is too. I feel like Oxygen hasn't faced enough adversity. Yeah, mm. and so the fact that they were put up against the wall, like like this was a team that like oh you're like oh it's like all these great players, you know they should mesh very very well, um, and and you you you'd get uh, as, as the games were going on you get a lot of like Ferris Chassette link up, um, but not necessarily like that perfect synergy, and then it's like. I think the reason they're doing so well is they're riding up the high momentum, but what really marks the team is when their backs against the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're playing against like these other teams that are desperate to beat them. Uh, and they can't lose, they can't lose a series and then they just crash and burn. Right. Like this, this has definitely changed my mind about them. Um, although the theory stands that had they kept winning, it wouldn't have mattered, but this is really where a team is made, made it like make or break. Right. Is when you have a couple losses or results that you're, you, you know aren't great are you like g2 who bounces back whenever there's a big thing right uh or are you gonna be a team that just disappears so that that's the big question coming out of this rocks or esports you also just can't take a single tournament as uh as fact i'll i'll say that right now even with that, that amazing speech you just gave um long-term results matter more than just individual things so they sure got bottom eight they had a bad yes. weekend that's exactly true that's what I'm, I'm saying might have happened and we have to take that as a possibility. So next thing for oxygen will probably matter a lot <laughs> in terms of how we view them. Um, so this is where I'll say I'm very hyped up for the next uh, stage. Like mm-hmm. these teams have all won three out of their five games, at least. And now they're facing off and do trying to do the same thing with other monstrous teams. Um, if, 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 if you guys can choose... Maybe like a top four, 
if you were to guess the top four from all this, uh, who would you choose? That's what I'll, that's what I'll ask. Even though I know eight teams go through, but who would you be your top four here? Um, I'll go first, I guess. And yep. obviously the RVFCB are my top two. Um, I'll say those two. Um, then I want to say Giants because um, I got a little bit of faith in the Spaniards. Mm-hmm. And the fourth is a really big toss-up because I don't know how Diggs going to play. So do you, did they put literally the top teams? Yeah, they did. Okay, so they, they, they based the the um the teams kind of here in stage two like liquipedia did on their results in stage one yes uh so it'll be it'll be definitely be interesting to see if like it just follows this or if there's some of those lower teams that will be able to be those higher teams or at this point all these teams are like kind of proven themselves (laughs) i think um if i had to guess how it would be uh the top team is going to face the bottom team and then from there on so rv would be facing last oh. resort fcb would be facing monkeys and that's how the first would go and then you would continue there with seating um so i that that's why oh, i I'm, don't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah keep going keep going i'm gonna i'm gonna check if i if but, they have any info on that okay okay I, that's my current guess um but that's why i'm kind of worried about like a lot of these other teams because there could be a single game upset and then that changes a lot <laughs> and you know, we saw how how good Top Lokes was. Uh, we we know how good Dignitas and BDS are. Um, Endpoint is still always a threat. <laughs> um, Stormtroopers kind of popped off. Maybe they were just popped off for the little bit, but you know what? I'm saying it. Saying Stormtroopers as my fourth. I want to see it. <laughs> gonna, yeah, yeah. Wow, there's there's some strong Stormtrooper support in this podcast. <laughs> gonna gonna take uh take my. My effort here, take my team, Wabs. Um, no, I'm kind of in the same, same boat for for top two. You're looking at like RV. I think they just they have too much consistency and they have too much talent on the top end. That's you know they've been dominant up there for so long. Um, and then uh, Barcelona and stuff. I think they're obviously they're meshing well and stuff with the new team setup. You know, obviously Flakes isn't there anymore, so that's kind of meshing well. Uh, Dignitas is still going to make it through. I don't think they played great in the. Uh, the first thing, obviously, they they walked through with three wins, but um, I didn't think that they were too dominant in any of the series. So, but they're still going to make it through. Um, and then I'm I'm going stormtroopers as well. Like I watched them play oh. against Dignitas, and they they put it to them. I watched their game against Endpoint, and it was in game five, and like they had so many shots on net that were just like off the crossbar, off the side post, and that kind of stuff. So, um, it's just a matter of if those go in, then it's a different story and. Uh, like apparently Jack who's on their team is offensively a monster. He's like a top mm-hmm. five ones player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think polar and, uh, uh, was it, it's, I think dead monster or something like that. Um, they, they were just like, they're really good. They were all where they needed to be all the time. It seemed like they would not let up offensively. So I think they're just going to put some of those shots on net. I think they're going to be a good like fourth seed. But I think the interesting thing is if they keep the same Swiss system going forward, how they seed them is going to be interesting. Cause if like say, say Dignitas or somebody drops the first series against somebody, mm. now you have teams in the O in one bracket that have to play against Dignitas. And now Dignitas <laughs> is in the one in one bracket playing against some of those bubble teams that might make it, uh, might be able to push a fourth seed or something. But, um, I think it's going to be interesting if you see an upset early on what that does, for the middle of the pack makeup. Mm -hmm. I very much agree with that. And that's why I was so like, so hard or so hard to choose the third, fourth seed, because it really does 
depends so much on that first uh, first round. Yeah, I'm just I'm just shocked that both of you have chosen stormtroopers. I just right? wanted to choose stormtroopers. I believe in them. I believe in the <laughs> you line. David Watt, You just saw that they beat oxygen. Didn't even like see it. I saw the hype in the chat. I saw the <laughs> I saw everything. I believe in it. <laughs> Listen, I am I'm more surprised. Uh, relating to something very earlier in the podcast, and that's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> but um, what I'd like to also say is that. I honestly feel like the top four is going to be the top four. I'm going to, I'm going to do the combo pick. All right. RV, Barcelona, Dignitas, BDS. That's your top. All chalk. (laughs) All right. And then number five, Stormtroopers. There we go. All right. Um, uh, Very hype. It is this Saturday and Sunday. They're going to have that uh, Swiss with a playoff bracket afterwards. Uh, No double Elam. This, this eliminates the double Elam, which I Mm -hmm. think is better for a viewer. Yeah. Uh, Cause because double elim, the idea is to create consistency, but the Swiss bracket does that. Yep. And then and then it's up to one game or three games, I guess, if you can if you can win the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else on all these teams, or are we hyped up for some more RLCSX? I'm big hype. This is going to be good. I'm I'm just so excited to see I, all these teams play. Like I I didn't think I would be, but honestly, as soon as like I was watching the RLCSX, I was a lot more hyped for all these Swiss matches than I have been on for some of the previous tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels like there's definitely a bigger weight to them, yeah, uh, than the community tournaments. As much as I enjoyed all the community tournaments, uh, there was like times I'd be like, okay, I can only like I'll watch a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one. But now I'm like definitely a lot more invested in all these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, relentless. Any any last thoughts on the? eu esports scene here um no i mean just kind of reiterating what you guys said i'm kind of a fan of of this bracket i think it um you know it kind of eliminates like last season stuff if you have it if you have a team like cloud nine like they're just you know you're coming in you lose a game and that's your week is that you lost a game and that's not there's nothing else to it and everything this mm-hmm. kind of i think adds a lot more interesting thing and it allows those teams the opportunity to to warm up and it does allow the best teams to rise to the top and then come sunday or come august 9th when they're going to have the actual playoffs of it you really are getting the best teams the truly vetted best teams of the of the series so yeah exciting stuff uh i'm sure hopefully that that the uh to, to tie it all back to the uh beginning of the show hopefully that watch party channel will have a bunch of you uh for those uh the finals on on the sun the sunday coming up uh with that, I'd like to start by saying thank you to uh, Relentless um, <laughs> for his YouTube video. That was uh, amazing. And also for being on the show t- uh, this week. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then I'd also like to thank all of our patrons uh, who uh, have uh, responded uh, and and have um, said that I am uncultured uh, for not having watched a certain anime from the <laughs> 90s uh that is all i'll say uh you can listen to rob and kyle show if you want more uh but thank you all uh for making sure i know that my taste in uh anime is trash um and then a special thanks to the roll call tier uh jy's mife paint tim chibarker relentless again uh and psych mopko um who uh definitely are there helping us out uh keeping the show nice and smooth um i th- i think that's it I think we've gone over everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, it's been a good show. And uh, like like we said um, in the announcements in the beginning that this will be a rotating show. So uh, Relentless, uh, 
we may see you in the uh, not so distant future uh, back <laughs> on the show. Uh, but for now, we shall be uh, rotating and kind of figuring things out. Like I, it was so funny. Like a week ago, I, I was kind of at a point where I was like, okay, like let's just get a third permanent third and just like stick to it. Uh, but but after talking to Wabbits. Um, after the last show, we've kind of decided, you know what? There's a bunch of our notable community members who do want to be on the show. So this is actually a great time uh, to kind of have them as a rolling third uh, <laughs> until we're ready to uh, settle down. Uh, so thank you all very much. Uh, I hope you have a great week. Uh, drink some coffee with your loved ones. That's Aww. what I'll say. <laughs> and uh, and if you don't drink coffee, um, maybe get some hot cocoa. Oh, and with yes. that, I hope all of you have a great week. Uh, from myself, from Wabbis, and from Relentless. See you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I should have sent you guys the link. Is it... Uh, is it closed? Shoot. Okay, so this is last yeah. week's. Yes. Yeah, we okay. edited it. We'll update it. We'll update it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was like... I was like... Uh, <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know if you guys want me to talk about... I can talk about this stuff, but... <laughs> I feel like uh, people are going to be over it really quickly. Is it overview? Oh, okay. Damn. Okay, all we need is this for our LCSX, I think. Why is these? Windows is asking me with what I want to open it. <laughs> nice. Um,. Get rid of this. Nice. Um, should we talk about ones in beginner's corner? Just because like the multiple tournaments that happened. Ones. Yeah. We can talk some ones, dude. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um. Here we are. Are we in? Sendcaster right now, by the way? Yeah. You guys both? Yeah, we're in Send. Are you, are you in there? Okay. Yes. You can deafen yourselves in channel. Yeah. So if everything goes awry, we can just switch over. Which oh, I we'll hasn't. So honestly, we can like just stop doing this at some point. But... True. But I'm still always scared of it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, Love it. Wait, Relentless, unmute and deafen yourself. There you go. There you go. Stop muting yourself. There you go. Ladies. Yeah, you need if you don't have the the ability to server deafen, then it's not going to work. Um, it it forces both, but if you can server deafen, then you can uh, do that. And the reason for this is like in case uh, the website messes up, uh, we have a way to just individually be like, oh, get me, get me sound so I can hear. And we'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, so that thing is what we need for LCSX. Yeah, you, you have the link in there. 
Yep. Uh, just scroll down to the uh, the group stages, like where the standings are. That's the E one. What about NA actually? Did NA happen? No. No. Okay, it was just it's, a U. Okay. It's it's but. upcoming probably. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm I'm guessing. Oh, I never goes. I don't know when's the third. Oh, August 9th. So nice. Happy about that. Hold on. Oh, so August 1st and 2nd. So that means stage two starts August 8th. So that's this weekend for Europe. Whoa, what happened to Oxygen? Well, that's what we'll talk about, dude. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, okay. So it's all EU. So EU is, is yes. going to continue. It's EU. only EU that happened, yeah. No, no, but I was going to say next week it's still EU. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's a 32-team Swiss, and then mm -hmm. this weekend it'll be a 16-team Swiss. And yep. then... Actually, this weekend it'll be, on Saturday, it'll be a 16-team Swiss, and on Sunday it'll be the final playoff for... Oh, uh, wow, okay. Uh, it's just final playoff? This is regional event yes. one from our giant thing. There is still rounds four and five, though, in the end. So I think we have three more rounds before. There's three more regional events. No, there's three more rounds in this regional event, I think. In in what? In Europe? Each, yeah. No, it's it's the 8th and the 9th. Stage 2, stage yes. 3. Done. What's the, this uh, thing on the right? If you look on the right underneath the RLCX, RLCSX banner. Yeah. Um, it shows the upcoming matches and there's and a, a graphic a graphical explanation of the swiss system format um so i think i don't think that's helpful <laughs> i right? think it's more confusing than it is helpful so so round 5 is the playoffs oh. on the ninth Oh, we've well, already done multiple rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like qualifiers okay. for the event. Yes, we haven't had anybody qualify yet, though. So we've probably done rounds one and two, possibly three. Um, and then we're going to do the rest of them afterwards. So I don't, okay. I'm not even going to look at that solicitation. Like, I don't even think it's. Wait. Also... No, no. RVN, uh, FCB, Dignitas, and Team BDS have all qualified um that is that should be true because i think we're on round four <laughs> okay what are we talking about specifically the regional event or are we talking about the swiss in the regional event one yes okay yes? so right now we've finished stage one and we're on stage two and there's only three stages does that make sense yes Yes, the stages make sense, but I'm wondering about the rounds. I'm just telling you, let's not look at the rounds. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Just let's just talk about the now. event specifically. Like, yeah, it's an event with the format 30, makes a lot more sense. With a thirty thousand dollar prize pool at the top, so. Yeah, yeah, I like that I, more. That's how we're gonna do it because us getting into it is just not gonna work. All right, this has been great are content. Relax. Are you ready to record? Oh, is he? Is Relentless? He 
Relentless? Relentless? Hello? Hello? Wait, one sec. Okay. I guess. Oh, you're alive? We talked oh, too long, guys... dude. <laughs> we did talk too long. No, uh, um, you guys can hear me now, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Make sure. Okay, I've been talking this whole time about that, um, about what's on the right of that screen, the Swiss system. And I've been oh. like, hey, I can talk about this. I know what it is. Oh, nice. <laughs> you guys couldn't hear me because it was on the wrong mic. Oh, are you, <laughs> so which mic are you on now? Can you check your. Does it not sound good? It's very quiet. Yes. Um, well, it's not bad, if, actually. Let me see if I can. I mean, if I'm close like this, then it yeah. should be fine. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I like that. That's probably fine. Um, yeah, so. Do you always want me to tell you about it, or do you no? I say we we throw it in the podcast, and and when we esports corner, the first thing we'll do is explain. Okay. Whatever that is on the right. Okay. List. So you want me to do, you want me to do that there then? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll cue you <laughs> yes. in, and then and okay. then uh, we'll cue you in, and then we will talk about the regional event itself after. All right. This is good because I think that I think we're gonna have a longer esports corner this week. Yeah, I'm I'm about that. Do you have um, anything in? Also, by the way, uh, I'm gonna tag this at the end of the show because it's been pretty funny. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, do we do we have anything news wise, otherwise that we'd like to talk about? That is a good question. Have you checked the thing? Yeah, right. Dude, I'm ready to um, go. I think we can just go. Field live, and I think that's it, right? Um, oh yes, oh, relentless. Thank you for sending me that, by the way. Uh, well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll, get, I'll send a I'll upload it to Google and stuff later, and give you a link to it so you can get it and do your thing. You know, what, honestly, I, I'm I'm down to just post an announcements, uh, maybe on like Wednesday, Thursday. Um, for sure. And then just just have it linked to you and not not put it on a channel. I don't know. Didn't matter to me. It, it works both ways. I just, I'm, I'm fine with literally just linking yours instead of <laughs> okay having it on our show. Instead of right. doing the actual work because it's, you know, it's already there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, are we? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, what is? Oh, I guess this would go in here. Probably this thing. Uh, let's see the field. Yeah. So this is like the official launch of the field. It's like. It's its own thing that is not related is to RLCSX. Yes. That you you just kind of play. It's like okay. what they instead of having face it tournaments. Okay. Should we throw that in or the announcements the then? As this being officially out right now, and it seems like they're doing a lot of the. I um... think we can put it very briefly at the beginning of esports. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's all we got then. All right. Perfect. <laughs>